Broadcast. I am Hate Mail. With me today, we have the world-famous Ogre Barbarian. Hello. We have M4. Hey, guys. And we also have special guest, Red Tornado. Red Hello. Tor- Red, why don't you just give us a quick background before we go into our topic that we're going to discuss today. Um, how long have you been playing, and what got you into this game, and obviously... I have a good idea who your favorite character is, but kind of just go through that real quick. I first uh, came across the game about like two years ago, but then kind of put it away for quite a long time. And recently, maybe in the last like eight months, I've been exploring it again. And your favorite character, I'm guessing, is Red Tornado? Yeah, Red Tornado, but he's not in game, obviously. Hopefully, eventually. Who's your favorite character in game right now? Um... I think I have a pretty good team with Domitroy that works pretty well. And Owlman, so that combination is pretty nice, I'd say. Alright, well we appreciate you being on. The main topic we wanted to get into today is, we've kind of kept quiet about this for the last several months, but it's just it's been going on for so long that we wanted to address it. And it does seem like hackers have taken over Siege, both at the highest levels and, you know, even in the just top 30, top 50. So the first topic, we were going to kind of go through a different list of questions and just kind of address this topic in as neutral of a fashion as we can. But the first topic we wanted to just kind of establish. Do we have undeniable proof that there are hackers in Siege? which I think we can easily answer that as a definitive yes. As we've all seen, there's a player that's been around, seems like, I don't know, a couple months, called Marcoder, Marcoder, how do you pronounce that M4? Marcoder Cruz? Marco de Cruz, I think. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm well known for my pronunciation abilities. He has beaten, I have video, which you'll see if you're watching the YouTube version of this beating many of our teams with his 10,000 power team. And then there's also Knight Ingress. I think you have something of that, don't you, Red? Um, one of us. I know one of us do. I can't remember which I've, one. There's a, my alliance has a lot of matches against Marco de Cruz. Yeah. Of him just beating us with 10k teams and such. So that, that first question, if we're wondering, is hackers, are they in Siege? And have they been in Siege for quite a while? We can answer undeniably, does exist. M4, as the resident historian of the Owls, our next question is... What is the history of winning in Siege? And we have a list of all the winners, prior winners, don't we, M4? Yes, we do have it. So, okay. First, we. And this dates all the way back to Larflees, right? 
Yeah, yep. the very first one. So let's kind of yes, just... Yes, my hear. favorite siege. So here's the history of winners. Larflees won by um, myself. Then Manta was Sheriff Lobo. Batwoman was Jon Snow, bless his soul. Russell Ghoul, Sheriff Lobo again. Mary Marvel, it's Grimm. And Alice, Alan Scott was won by the boy by sheer money. Because <laughs> yeah, he bought, just to go back a little <laughs> bit, he bought Alan Scott in the shot like when they first came available. And Alan Scott is obviously very potent, as everyone knows. So that did give him quite the advantage. And at that point, it sounded crazy buying someone to L1. But now it's like peanuts. But anyway, I digress. Yeah. <laughs> right. So <laughs> Barda is once again Sheriff Lobo. Stargirl is Grim. Booster Gold. Uh one by myself. Uh Talia and Sheriff Lobo again. Eclipso by some sheer luck. Uh, some person named who's this? Uh hate <laughs> Mail, something like that. <laughs> one Eclipso. And then Connor, once again, Sheriff Lobo. I've seen a trend here. And then Ultraman. Won by my buddy loot. And then, alright, then Parallax was won by Twin City. Uh, Cassandra Kane, Twin City. Hawkman! I forgot the alias that he runs by at that point in it time. Was, I, it was Dark Side. Yes, Dark Side. I was, yeah, so, alright. Yeah, we and don't know for then, sure on that one. It's either, either him or Twin City because they both were gaining tremendous points in the last couple minutes. I think someone in my alliance, well, my old alliance, actually said it was Twin City, but oh, I'm not sure yeah, how he okay. how he confirmed that actually. It was with. Uh, it's hard to say I, because we were checking at the last minute. There, it was Darkseid was leading by four points, I believe. Because I brought up the screenshots of them essentially, and it seemed like they were just dismissed. So maybe maybe they got confirmation from Twin City, since that was essentially the same alliance as him. All right, so those are the winners. All right, so let's throw some math out there. So what does it take to win Siege? So the perfect, all right, so maybe people learn a thing or two with this. All right, so in a day, you gain at most 43 energy. So 15 is from just your timer. You get a point every 96 minutes. So in a day you get 15, right? And then you can buy 15 energy every day. And then from your missions, you get uh, eight from uh, doing 30 heroics. And you get three from uh, PvP if you do 27 fights and then two more if you do the shards. I think it's 53 shards. All right, so that gives you 43 for the day. All right, and then what's the max number of points that you can get so if you want to be efficient in in your battles the most bang for your buck is going to be doing a full point revenge so a full point revenge is 10 points for two energy so you get a you get five points per energy so the max in a day you can get is the 43 times uh, it's equal to 215. Obviously, you can't do that in day one because you can't revenge yet. So, but you get the idea. So, 215 is the max you can get. Okay. So, basically, and we kind of learned this as we went on siege. If you're able to use a full bonus team, 
in revenge, you are able to get the maximum amount of points. And we used to do that pretty frequently, but then as the meta shifted to a Lex meta. Would full bonus teams be able to win consistently against speed teams? And as somebody who places always high M4, wanted to see if you could answer that question. It depends from siege to siege. So uh, if your bonus tunes allow you to at least go before the richer teams out there, it's like the siege. Let's take the siege, for example. Uh, it's a very common tactic for people to use Lex and Castaway or even Wally. So if someone uses those two tunes, which is very prevalent, it's almost impossible. I can't even do an eight-point revenge on those because they're going to be a slave to RNG. What so about even more the previous so, siege? Uh, let's see. I have to list the bonus tunes. Give me one check. Oh, the hawker one, sometimes, sometimes, because the, the reason you can is because of Aqualad. Aqualad is fast, faster than Castaway, so maybe you can do an 8-point team, but still a 10-point team consistently would be near impossible, or at least I could, I could not. Okay, so let me ask you the next question. As previous sieges, we see how difficult it was. For 13, how many months was it? 13 months? Nobody had ever won back-to-back -back sieges prior? Yes, no one has. Up until? Until the last two, yeah. Last three or four, depending yep. on who won the last one. If you're only using one or two bonus tunes, what methods would allow you to achieve World's Finest? So the, the one advantage you could get from using one bonus tune is one. Well, there's a few. One, you're uh, most likely not going to lose a tune because, you know, you're going to be using meta tunes, right? So you don't have to deal with the weaknesses of the siege bonus tunes. And second, you will probably not going to be revenged a lot because you're not worth it. So having to attack a, uh, a revenge team that you can't use at least three bonus tunes is not worth it. So if you use a Richard team like you do, uh, and for you're people not that don't know, Richard team is it's the common name for Richard, like Dick Grayson. So we refer to them as Richard teams. Yes. All right. So like hate mail who just you know ignores bonus tunes and just use his Richard teams, which is like 40k, which is near impossible to use bonus tunes. He will not lose the the two points when you when someone revenges you. So. That gives you some advantage. However, let's see the maximum points you can get. 14 times. Um, okay, 600. It's not terrible, but the thing is, you're going to lose the potential of uh, six, four to six points, extra point. However, the, the risk for losing is lower, so there's a risk reward. Let me ask you another question. If you're using a team with only one bonus tune, but that team is a slow team, so you do not typically get the first turn. What are your odds of not losing a tune? Uh, if you use a like a tank with sustain, you should be able to 
outlast Lex teams or even the faster teams. Yeah, uh, you've seen this in the tank meta, right? So there's a few options. You start with Hal Jordan with 35% shield. You can do a, um, let's say, heavy buffing team with uh, Donna Troy, so they cannot overwhelm you, and then you just outlast them. Or, let's say, you have a heavy overheal, so you always have twice health, and maybe even like a heavy taunter like Barda. That would allow you to like have heavy sustain. Now, I see, and for those of you that aren't aware, looking at the last siege we had what was his name red tornado i can't remember, I think dark side um yeah denny best was going by dark side then I, i'm so, pretty sure supposedly in the rumor mail and this is where we didn't want to bring this up previously because it's an uncomfortable topic but once again multiple sieges have happened now and danny bass was removed from owls for hacking supposedly according to adam who was formerly with UGLA, who's become Black Lantern Corps, he bought, somebody had bought Danny Bass's account, Danny Bass had quit, but during that siege, if anybody noticed, and I, I believe I have a screenshot, I'm going to try to find it before this episode's published, but I'm not sure, Darkseid changed his name to Danny Bass before the end, and then him and Twin City gained ungodly amounts of points in a very short amount of time, and He's now changed his name to Atlas, so we'll see what happens at the end of this siege with those two. But in those in the raid that came like three days after, it was he his name was like his name was Danny Bass throughout, and I think yeah, and he was in the same alliance. So yeah, essentially, I'm not quite sure about the validity of of what Danny Bass told Adam. Right, that yeah. still yeah, does it count. So Red Tornado, you came from originally. You were in. The Black Lantern Corps, aka UGLA. Yeah. So one thing that we're very curious about is that for an entire this siege up until there started to be some questions appearing from former and current teammates of Twin City Legends. He used the exact same team for how many? How long did he use the exact same team? The and the same team you'll see video of. I could win. A decent amount of matches because it's an extremely tong- strong team, but I was unable to not lose a tune. I would say 30 to 50 percent of the time. So the team is White Lantern, Sinestro, Lead, Barda, Black Mask, and Chemo. It's a very good team. It can hold up against some Lex teams. I took it into Siege and tested it, and you can see the video of my results. I know Twins is a little bit stronger. But I don't see how you could win 100% of the time with that team without losing a tune. And if you lose one tune when you're using minimal bonus points, I'm struggling to see how you stay in the lead. So Red Tornado, why don't you share some of your data that you've compiled? Essentially, um, what Twin City was doing, well, for the first half of Seed, up until about like maybe a little more than the first half by one or two days or so, he was using that 14-point team exclusively. And then there um, will be a link in the show notes, Red Tornado's file. It has all the screenshots on every time point changed. Almost, uh, kind of explain how what, what data you have collected, Red Tornado. Um, essentially, into like I was kind of just with prior knowledge of some sieges, knowing what I would probably like knowing 
the extent that I'd probably try to collect data on to see what the situation was here. Um, I really wasn't sure if I wanted to dedicate that much time to it, but at least about like day five, day six in, it was pretty clear to me that something sketchy was going on from just um, uh, envelope calculations or something. So it was pretty clear to me that Danny Bass and Twin City um, were kind of playing a little bit, a little bit strange, not only like qualitatively, but just from just from some math I was some math I did. So day six, start day six, I decided to to do my best to essentially capture every match and all the defense losses, all the revenge wins, and all the match losses. So that's essentially what I was, what the goal was starting day six. I think I did that quite well actually. Essentially, for the first half of Siege, it was just that 14-point team used uh, the one you mentioned, Hate Mail. And what did Danny use? Danny, Danny's just been using one, like one team, all of Siege, and he hasn't even been caring about Revengers at all. Essentially, that's the that's the summary on Danny. Okay. He's been using like Hal, Talia, Kimo, and Mirror Master. I think it was yeah, I've, after Mary. It's, but you're, I haven't. I've when I've seen him on defense logs of teammates, it's been it, there has never been any deviation of team. Yeah, it's it really has been like one team for at least ninety five percent of matches, and he's he hasn't been using any revenges actually. Um, just that eighteen point team, which I think I think you said it right. Which is not a bad team, but I've never been able to use one team through an entire siege. M four is that. In the realm of possibility, using one exact same team for weeks on end. The thing there is, is it pot in the realm of possibility? Maybe because it all depends on luck on who you get on your board. So early on in siege, so the first I don't know how many days. So if you manage to search on top, uh, there's a big chance because it happened to me too. Because I. At that early on, you don't know yet who's going to be on the, on the top spot, right? It fluctuates. You get quite a few bots on the first few days because the before you get to the 300 trophy point. So a few people will get their heads. So if you get there and there's not enough people in the pool, you'll get some bots. So is it possible? Maybe. But even the bot teams are sometimes tricky. So sometimes you get a reverse flash or maybe even an Arcus or even Grundy sometimes is annoying. So do I use the same team? No. Uh, is it possible? Maybe. I can't say for sure that it's impossible. But I, for one, cannot do it with one team. Well, and then my thing, too, was that when you look historically, not just this siege, these two players never had to account for speed teams. And we only saw a change in speed teams when there's been public people publicly calling it out because nobody sees how it's possible. There are speed teams. Like it's definitely a thing. Maybe maybe if it weren't a thing, we'd be able to see what we're seeing now, but just from just by the teams, right? But for essentially if you take first turn with Lex teams and if you don't have um like a turn one taunter or Maybe like a sustained building team, like Donna Troy on there with some awarenesses. At least 
from my perspective, it's pretty it's it's, uh, it's pretty impossible to just use one team all of siege. Now, how long were I know we established Danny Bass has been using, aka Atlas, been using the same team through this entire siege. What about Twin City Legend? When did he shift to stop using the same characters? Um, here, let me check that right really quickly here. So. It looks like day 15 that the switch happened for good. So, like, two-thirds of it, right? Yeah, like, up to day, day 14 is kind of like half and half. Day 12 and 13, pretty clear that it's still the 14-point team. After it was the 14-point team, there were some Lex teams. And that was, uh, I think we might... Yeah. So Do you day have a 14, date on that? Uh, well, day 14, CGENs... Like today, right? So on April 19th, I would say that was a shift. And M4, on that same topic, can you talk about how well Twin Cities' performance was in other sieges in comparison? Um, I don't have the numbers, but from what I recall, the first siege that he won, he was like head and shoulders above everyone, like... Uh, he was. And I remember that was uh, when we got a little bit suspicious, but we couldn't. I mean, obviously, we didn't say anything because we thought maybe we just all did terrible. Yeah, season. I mean, I, I was, I was second, and he may have uh, like a full day of siege ahead of me. So, well, it, I don't, I don't remember how many times I lost, but not a lot. But I just couldn't catch him. And that was um, the month that Lex was a bonus tune. So it yes, made yes. things seem a little unusual. And in previous sieges, did anyone in the 13 months prior ever win by a huge margin? Uh, trying to remember. I think the There's... only time that was Du Bois, he had a, a large... A, a large lead. I don't know if it was quite that large. No, yeah. the the biggest lead ever was when Sheriff Lobo won when they sold the uh, when they sold the uh, extra energy on day one. Oh, well, remember that? that? I, we can even count that one because right, be, right, because he like bought it and then searched ahead and then everyone like, yeah, I'm not going to catch that, so they just gave, everyone just gave up. And then yeah, the boy I think has the one of the better margins, but I, without having recorded every siege, I, but I would still uh, bet that that uh, December siege Lex was the biggest lead because I was not even in striking distance, not even close. And what about the siege after that? That's the siege after that. Let me try I to think, remember. Wasn't that, that the was one this... that... Yeah, Cassandra came. Yeah, I was also second. Uh, it wasn't as big of a But I think uh, there was held gap. energy because he was five matches ahead of you the day before. Yes. Uh, maybe, yeah. Because I know Sheriff Lobo also does it. So uh, I used to do that. Like, I hide my energy. So Remember Booster? Some people yeah. thought that they could catch me, and then he was like, what the heck happened at the last minute? And I was laughing all the way. <laughs> Uh, but then some people had like issues with uh, energy, you know, like they couldn't claim uh, the rewards, the missions. 
So I stopped doing that. There's really no value then, other than pissing off the the seconds the one trying to catch you. <laughs> so I just use them all. But the the thing is, you can stash about fourteen energy when it flips. That's as much as you can stash without losing anything. So fourteen, fifteen gives you about sixty, sixty points. 60. Well, and you can also save your. Alliance energy revenge. when you purchase too, and then the right, revenge. right. You can, yep, you can. Yeah, you can stash those, and so you at the last day you can get surprised by as much as sixty to eighty points, depending on what you decide to do. Now, last siege but, in the last couple minutes, I noticed, especially Danny Bass, Atlas, Dark Side, whatever you want to call him, he went from like eighth place to neck and neck with fir- in first. Because we thought Grandpa Owl was in the running, and then he got left in the dirt on the last day. Right, right. He was trying to go for first because we we thought it, it was mathematically possible. We thought because I was calculating with loot and everyone and saying like, "All right, let's let's try to give him an edge uh, if we can revenge uh, his competitors." So, we, and then see where he. Then it's all up to him if he can win all of his fights. And then all of a sudden in the last, I don't know, how, 30 minutes, maybe less. Yeah, I think it was like he was like left 15. in the, yeah, he was left in the dust. It was, he was like, what the heck just happened? And he was like, all right, <laughs> there's no way. And he ended up third. And that brings me on to my next topic because they were suddenly gaining blocks of 10 and 20 points at a time. Full bonus tunes every match. And you noticed, Red Tornado, the speed at some of the matches. What is the fastest you can gain points in Siege? Essentially, regardless of, regardless of lead, really. They're able to put up like 30, 45 seconds a match. Essentially, they can put up 30 to 45 seconds a match. There are some screenshots um, that I could share on that. Uh, if I have the time, but there also there also is a lot more. Essentially, you can judge it by the by the in-game clock and the pictures, right? To see how fast the matches are. But thirty to forty-five seconds um, with non-lex lead or with lex lead, it turned out pretty much the same. And that was like I was about the, the lex lead. Seconds. I could see, but the revive Barda White Lantern Sinestro led teams. You're not doing those in thirty seconds. Also, not with how right. Yeah, How's more of a sustain? Um, but one important thing to note on the revive teams, right, is that essentially if um, Lobo were a bonus character, well, just like um, if Lobo were a bonus character, no one would. I'm not sure if he's been a bonus character, so you guys can inform me on this. He but, has before, but yeah, he wants you. yeah, we don't. You don't use him because you don't get. The yeah, from my perspective, you definitely probably want to use Lobo. Not only he's a taunter, obviously, but as soon as he goes down, not that he has too much health, you lose a star. But then, okay, nobody's t- there's no like revive taunter on White Lantern teams, right? But they're all gonna revive, and that that team really does rely a lot on. Sustain wise and damage wise, on the revive um, element. Since... Now, based on your calculations, was there any tune lossage for either of their teams or losses in general? Twin City, 
Not that I can... No, not up to now. And we're recording this with, like, four hours left in Siege, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not up to now. Um, Denny Bass, he... He had, like, four lo- three losses, two botches in a day out of, like, seven matches. So two wins on that, two clean wins on that day. Um, but everything else apart from that is absolutely fine. I am not sure decently apart. They were spread out as you would maybe, like, it was spaced out throughout the day, essentially. That's unusual if he is indeed hacking. Which... yeah. It it really is strange, right? But just lose a match when when you're hacking, but it's it's also really strange just to lose them all in the same day. Like out of the three he lost this siege ups now, they were all in the same day. And out of the two botches, those were in the same day also. Maybe his hacks broke for the day. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and I'm more Maybe. confident in his hacking because he was booted from us because of hacking, so Just one last note on that. I'm not exactly sure how they maybe control their points, right? To make assuming that like a hacker would control their points, maybe to make it seem like they're not hacking to avoid suspicion. So unless he plans to do something like he did last siege in the last few hours here, um, which I'm personally I'm not sure of, but unless something like that happens. But ogre as a non-biased participant, I mean, we intentionally didn't bring in a bunch of owls. M4 has been a consistent siege winner, which is why he was on here. But the, and always in the top couple, but Ogre was unaware that we were even planning on doing this at all until today. And intentionally tried to keep this as neutral. Two minutes before even. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) so Ogre, based on everything you're seeing and hearing and provided, kind of give me your thoughts. All right, well, I don't know. It's it's really it's really really hard to say. Like based on Red Tornado's data and everything, you know, this is what we're going to have to use as our indicator. Like because by the numbers, it is all possible. Well, the numbers and that was going to say the numbers aren't really the crux of the issue. It's the fact that no team you're not accounting for speed teams. You're not accounting for any right, right. counter, and that's what I'm saying. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to go by that data because by the numbers, the numbers don't indicate that that's a problem. Right. That's but what I'm saying. I feel like some you're numbers have to go by the data that Red Tornado grabbed. All right, but if we can just um, touch on like an issue that we kind of mentioned, which is like, you know, how to avoid suspicion as a hacker, like kind of point control. Um, so essentially Twin City, well, Danny Bass, we know, essentially used the same team throughout all of Siege, with few exceptions. Um, Twin City used, like, up to day 14, as we said, two-thirds of Siege, and then maybe, like, 18-point teams. But when he switched to the 18-point teams, there may have been, like, half as many revenges, which you can take as you want, but essentially, um, going back to what Ogre said, um, about the calculations, um... If we can go a little more, um, a little more detail into it. So essentially, one main thing that I found really early on was that if the 15 initial energy wasn't given, if we all started with zero and then we passive regen from there, um, there would essentially be no difference for 
Danny Bass in Twin City because their averages stayed the same, the trend stayed the same. There was no initial point jump. Um, their trend is essentially straight, straight linear with no exception early on. No, um, it really is as linear as it gets, which, which is expected, right? But other players actually, really nobody else experienced a linear trend. Except Twin City up to now, um, and Danny Bass, but it really kind of depends what Danny Bass does. So, on the first observation of like the initial fifteen energy not affecting their scores at all, really, um, that's essentially the support that I have for that. That everything was linear, and without that being calculated in with just the forty-three allotted daily in the first two three days, which is where it would show most. Um, everything checked out with the rest of Siege in terms of averages and trends. But one other, maybe one other important thing about this is I was able to track like um, something important that I found, which is like energy going to the next day, right? Energy surplus, energy not used. And this is one of the, at least for me, it's one of the big indicators. Um, and it's It's one of the strangest things um, so essentially day, going in day 20, since we're in day 21 right now, the last day of Siege, but going into this day, um, there's essentially a 34.5 energy surplus for Twin City. So of that 9, 10 that Ogre mentioned, I think, minus 43 that he would use for the last day, 34 of that amount has not been, it just, there was no need for it, hasn't been used in matches. Um, and this data is actually like a 200 point lead. Yeah, it's about, it really is about that much. Well, it's like 200. That's not been liquidated. Essentially. That's, that's not showing in the score. And that's why, that's why, um, Danny Bass and twin city were actually like uh, last and then they were just able to put up crazy points. They came up from, they came from like ninth and 13th, maybe like 200 and 400 points down to first and second. And, by by a very large lead, and this isn't really like what M4 mentioned with um like a fifty point lead, just hiding like fifteen energy or buying that like the buying the pack on the previous day, like right at the end, um, and just making sure you passive regen all the way through the last day with like minimal gap. Um, that's not really what it is. It's just a really large surplus, a lot of energy that wasn't used. And that 34.6 actually um, is just what there's really concrete proof for. It's not counting um, energy. It's not counting day one through five, and it's not counting any initial energy, like the initial 15 energy that seems to not have been used. And then for Danny Bass, it comes out of like 50 so far, going from day six to day 20, which is which is pretty crazy. But um, well, and the time we're recording this, we're going to I'm going to live record just refreshing my screen over and over, which you'll, at the second half of this podcast, you'll hear me and Luke chatting as we watch their scores. So we will see if they use this this energy. Essentially, it's 74.5.55 right now for Danny Bass at day 20. Starting day 5, though. And these numbers might seem like, you know, they might seem, um, obviously they're very high, right? Nobody has this much spare energy. And obviously, if you do have this much spare energy, it's going to be blocked by passive regen. 
um, it's it's going to block the passive regen, which is 15 a day, and it's quite significant. So it brings up a few questions in that regard as to how they have enough energy per day, even functioning with passive regen, despite the surplus. Um, but that was one of the theory point. of mine that they were able to obtain extra energy somehow. Yeah, that's what you mentioned early on, right? Like maybe like going into the siege. Um, well, there used to be always posts where Twin City would brag about being able to get double payouts on everything he bought. So I wonder yeah, if I that do. was possible with the siege energy. Yeah, an, often, an officer in my alliance said, brought the exact same thing up where you could get double the amount on, on certain things in the shop before it was fixed, essentially, but you know, on the topic of not needing passive energy region, it really is exactly 15 a day, right? So, and for most of this siege, it seems like passive energy region really wasn't needed by either of them. So, it's it it's like a pretty good logical explanation as to why they don't need that 15 a day if they're just doubling the 15 that they can get from the shop. Uh, like from Yeah, or some other thing. And I've noticed too that when videos have been posted by them, we've never seen anything but the match. They always skip past those screens. Oh yeah, that's just weird, honestly. Um, but it can rise, raise whatever suspicions that wants. But it's not really going to be good to like, pers- like they can just probably post the match screen going into that. Um, yeah, it was always cut out. But um, essentially. It seems like this was the situation last siege, right, when they both put up, like, crazy amount of points at the end of the day. Um, but one other explanation apart from, uh, you know, obviously the damage hack that there, that there would be, could be, and um, getting more energy from the shop is just um, maybe having the timer just operating regardless of the energy surplus, which Joker might, might may have been... Uh, he may have been able to answer on some of the ha- possible hacks they've been using. I'm not really sure. What are you guys' opinions on that? M4, we haven't heard from you in a little while. Well, the thing is the the numbers, however high they are, like over said, they're not impossible numbers. So, I mean, best I can do is speculate, and I'd rather not do that. But whatever is happening is still within the realm self. It's mathematically achievable. That's what I can say. Highly unlikely, but mathematically achievable. And that's, um, I would say that's pretty good. And there's no way for definitive proof. As you can see, there's people winning with 10K teams over and over that never seem to get the boot. But we wanted to kind of lay this out for the audience because it's been going on for quite a while. Doesn't seem possible. All right, guys. Well, I think that's enough. We'll wrap this up. Ogre, any final, any final thoughts before we close up shop? Final thoughts? Well, I think I think that the real takeaway here is that it is going to be actually impossible to, for anybody on the outside to prove. Yeah, that's always been my it, biggest fear: is it, that somebody with a it's gear be roster impossible. would hack. Yeah, like it is impossible because we don't have the normal indicators. Of you know hacking, so I mean I don't know. Like it's it's hard to it's hard to explain, but again, like 
before I was saying, it's not mathematically impossible. Like, it's peculiar. Yeah, to say the, the odds of just winning any siege four times in a no, row. No, and, and that's that's the thing I think that's the most telling right now is that it's been three back-to-back sieges. No, well, this would be four. Yeah. Now, soon to be four, potentially. So, but yeah, like I think that's the most telling part. So, is that the back-to-backness? So, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say. Okay, well, siege just ended, and well, yesterday evening, and as we can see, we had a fourth time, most likely fourth time. We don't know for sure on the last one because Danny Bass and Twin City were neck and neck, but Twin City won by six matches or so 120 points roughly so to recap does seem a little highly suspicious can't say that we know for certain that any illicit behavior happened but i would say the facts presented earlier do not paint a rosy picture but we will leave that to the audience and everyone else to decide but the biggest takeaway i have is that we really should push warner brothers to enhance their hacking detection and on that topic we have joker what are your thoughts after listening to this episode and just what you've observed over the last couple months um, hello guys thanks for having me on um <clears throat> well after hearing the episode and and looking at the uh the uh, data that uh, uh tornado has put posted up on reddit uh i find it all very concerning and uh yeah there's a very strong case against uh against uh twin city uh as far as you know how legitimate his wins are um yeah I, i'm pretty convinced i'm trying to stay impartial about it, but i'm pretty convinced that, that he's a, he is a cheat and uh, i intend on bringing uh, the information to uh administration and uh pushing to, to get some sort of resolution on this and and a definitive answer on whether he is cheating or not um and uh yeah hacking uh has been going on pretty pretty long in in wraith and uh siege and uh, you know it, it's a real discredit uh, especially in siege to the ghost guys that have uh, invested quite a lot of money into their their teams to to be ousted by somebody who's who's cheating and uh you know it, it's it's real it's a real kick to the kick to the face for those guys because you know they're investing you know money into the game and and, and helping getting this content created you know by by investing into dc and uh you know it's just not right not to mention um, the entry fee to the siege is like two hundred dollars. So if you, <clears throat> assuming someone is hacking at the top, you're completely avoiding that chance to win. Right, right. And uh, you know, everyone's spending two thousand gems daily on on extra energy daily for every day of siege, and you know, of course, building up those two new tunes, uh, their extra bonus points to to work with and see if it helps them better out in the comp and gaining bonus points. So it, it, it's a massive investment. And uh, the other uh, uh, direction that I think has to be looked at is, you know, instead of just hacks as well as glitches, because uh, seeing a lot of them pop up for various uh, aspects of the game right now. And, uh, you know, I think they need to start looking to see if there is some sort of glitch of gaining additional energy or, you know, gaining bonus points without using the proper tunes. Um, so there's a few aspects I think they need to look at. Well, I appreciate that. And then also one thing I did want to mention, I saw on Red Tornado's Reddit post that a lot of people were demonizing Black Lantern Corpse. And really, I mean, 
I don't think there's any founded reason to disparage them. I mean, you're going to defend your guy until you know for certain. And this is an extremely difficult thing to prove, especially with somebody with an advanced roster. So there's still an element of doubt. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of them. A lot of them are great people. So, you know, I don't think I think if they had any definitive reason to believe for certain, you know, maybe um, after listening to this and looking at some of the data, they might think differently. But, um, you know, I know they've taken action against hackers in the past. So, you know, I don't. Think yeah, I was going to say it's. I was going to say to their credit, you know, in the past, uh, they had uh, uh, Feroxer on there that was a cheat. Uh, and when he would, had been found out and had his trophies reset by the uh, uh, administration, um, Adam, who was in the, the, uh, the team at the time, uh, you know, he immediately ousted the guy, kicked him on out, and extremely apologetic about it, you know. So. Yeah, and I've had multiple Black Lantern Corp members have reached out to me. Some of them in the past with concern, and then some of them, you know, keeping an open mind. So, you know, I don't well, when you get 30, 30 to forty different alliances, the chances of being having cheaters in one of them, you know, it just increases quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've had them in owls in the past. Three hundred people, you're going to have uh, the odds of getting a bad seat or two. It's just, it's very high. So, yeah. On that note, we will sign off. Hi, this is Renee Sylvia, eighty-eight, DC Legends moderator. Do you want to know about new characters while their sales are still happening? Get this perk and many others by becoming a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash WROL broadcast. We tried to find out how DPO 427 was doing in quarantine, but he still isn't back on vacation.